Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Abgenommen bedauert. The Avenger. The road to crime ends in a trap. That justice sets. Crime does not pay. Avenger's sworn enemy of evil is actually Jim Brandon, a famous biochemist. Through his numerous scientific experiments, Brandon has perfected two inventions to aid him in his crusade against crime as the Avenger. The telepathic indicator by which he is able to pick up thought flashes and the secret diffusion capsule, which cloaks him in the black light of invisibility. Brandon's assistant, the beautiful Fern Collier, is the only one who shares his secrets and knows that he is the man the underworld fears as the Avenger. And now, The Avenger and the Coins of Death.
Come into tent, out of range. Oh, thank you. You come to Yanina, the queen of the gypsies, to have your future foretold. Is that not so? Yes, my name is Casper Hobson. A friend of mine recommended you. Sit there, across the table, in the lamplight. I would see your face. Oh, yes, of course. Now, cross this old gypsy's palm with silver, and she will call upon the spirits of all Romany to reveal your future to Yanina. Silver, yes. Uh, I have a coin for you here. A rare old silver coin. Here, take it. No! No! I curse upon you! Got you! What is it? What's the matter? This silver is accursed. You are doomed. What are you talking about? A curse upon you. Gajo, go away. Go away. You have no future. Listen here, I have a right to know what you're raving you go about. Go away, Gajo. Get out. Valdo, Valdo. Come quick. Drive this cursed one from the gypsy camp. All right, I'll go. But this sort of thing is outrageous. You'll be reported to the Gajo, police. Go, Gajo, go. The mark of death is upon you. You have no future. Out of my sight, schedule. Go, go, you have no future. Climb in the car, quick, Casper. You're dripping wet. Yes, thanks, Tom. Let's get out of here. Casper, you're shaking like a leaf. What's the matter? Start driving. I'll tell you. Now, what is it? Well, that old hag of a gypsy woman. She drove me out. You mean she wouldn't tell your fortune? That's right, Tom. She shrieked at me like a mad woman. <laughs> told me I had no future. Oh, that's nothing to get so upset about, Casper. Probably her stock way of getting rid of customers after she gets her money. Yeah, that's what I would have thought, too. Except she didn't take my money. She didn't take your money. No, she threw it away from her as though it had a plague on it. Then she started shouting that I had no future. Oh, don't take it so seriously, Casper. All this fortune-telling is a bunk anyway. I'm surprised you ever bothered driving out here over this muddy country road and this weather. Our business worries can drive a man to any extreme, Tom, and I am worried. Now, look, Casper, you're on the very threshold of a million dollars. That C3M you've invented will revolutionize the whole industry. That's just the trouble. It'll drive hundreds of established companies out of business and make a legion of enemies for me. Be, be careful, Tom. Tom, you almost went off the road there. The cliff dropped sheer all along here. Yeah, it's raining so hard I can hardly see. This muddy road's as slippery as glass. Well, take it easy. My nerves are bad enough as it is. Ah, uh, good dinner will fix you up, Casper. We're coming to the summit of the hill now. It won't be so bad from there on in. Yeah. Gee, look at that rain. Yeah. Hey, Tom, we've got a flat. Steady the car. I can't. We're skidding. The brakes won't hold. We're going over the cliff. Jump, Tom, jump. Fern. I picked up that wild music on the telepathic indicator again. Where do you suppose it's coming from, Jim? I'm not sure, Fern, but it sounds like gypsy music. Could be coming from that gypsy camp several miles out of town. Fern, quick, turn up the volume a little. Yes, Jim. What happened, Jim? Suddenly, right in the midst of the music, 
There was a crashing sound, and then complete silence. Maybe the storm cut off the reception. Well, that's not very likely, Fern. Telepathic messages aren't usually affected by elemental disturbances. When the indicator suddenly loses contact with a strong impression like that, it usually means that the thought itself has been terminated by violence. Oh, stay with it, Jim. Looks like this may be something important. Were you able to pick up anything more, Jim? No, not a thing, Fern. Oh. Oh, that must be Inspector White, Jim. Remember, we invited him to dinner. Oh, yes. Uh, turn off the indicator, Fern. Yeah. I'll let the inspector in. Right, Jim. Just when I finish up all the reports on one case, something else turns up. Evening, Fern. Oh, hello, Inspector. We'll be ready to go as soon as I filed his reports. Is it still raining? Well, it's beginning to let up a little now. Some storm, though. Anything new at headquarters, Inspector? Not a thing, Jim. Had a nice, quiet, routine day for a change. Now, I'll get it, Fern. Hello? Oh, yes. Yes, the Inspector just came in. Just a minute, please. It's for you, Inspector. Oh, what's up now? Hello? Inspector White speaking. What? Holy smoke, it would have to happen way out there. Okay, yeah, I'll go right away. What's the trouble, Inspector? A car went over the cliff out near Marsden. An accident. But I've got to get out there and make a report. Oh, we'll go with you, Inspector. We can have dinner when we get back. Yes, uh, this may be the very thing I picked up on the indicator a while ago. Now, listen, Jim. You can come along if you want to. But don't try any of your hunches. This is an accident. <laughs> This is the road we took to the scene of the accident last night? That's right, Fern. Well, why are we coming out here again? Jim, you're holding back on me. What are you up to? Well, I did a little checking when I got home last night, Fern, and discovered that this Hobson accident was the second to occur at that same spot within a few months. Oh, in other words, you're suspicious? Yes. But this is a very dangerous piece of road, Jim. In, in wet weather, I can easily see how a car might skid over the side. Yes, but what was that car doing out here last night? This is really a private road, and no one in his right mind would drive over it in a storm if there were any other way of reaching his destination. Well, this is all farmland around here. Here's the spot where the car went over the cliff. Uh, I want to take a look around. Come on, Fern. What are you looking for, Jim? The tires on that car were badly ripped. I wonder if that happened before the car went over or when it crashed. Well, let's see if we can find anything. The rain seems to have done a good job of covering up all traces of the skidding. Mm, the mud's too deep to do much walking around here. Yeah. They might as well drive on, Fern. There's not a trace of a clue here. Look, Jim. There's a fork in the road just ahead. Yeah, and there's a mailbox there, too. I, I want to see the name on it. Oh, I think you're making a mountain out of a molehill, Jim. This is just an old country road. Can you make out the name on the box? Yeah, it's, uh, Philip Peters. Now what? Do we drive up that road and call on Farmer Philip Peters? No, no, we don't. First, we'll investigate the other fork in the road. Well, nothing as invigorating as a morning drive in the country, I always say. Only when I think of all the work I have to do on those laboratory reports... I can enjoy it as I should. Look, Fern, over there. Oh, it's a gypsy camp. I thought they were located somewhere in this section. 
now this motor trip is beginning to make a little sense. Listen. Can you hear music? Oh, yes. It's nice, isn't it? Nice. Fern, that's the same music I picked up on the telepathic indicator just before the crash last night. Oh, gosh, Jim. Do you suppose all this adds up to something? I think so, Fern. Come on. Jim, do you think it's a good idea to go barging in on these gypsies? Well, we'll soon find out. Look, Jim. Yeah? There's an old gypsy woman standing in front of that first tent. She's giving us a dirty look. Let's see if she'll give us any information. Stop! Baldo! Stop music! Stop music, I say! Make circle, gypsies! Make wrong circle! Oh, Jim, I don't like this. Those gypsies look menacing. What do strangers want from gypsies? A little information. Oh. Oh, you want fortune told. Across all Yanina's palm with silver, and she will call upon the spirits of all Romany. Uh, no, no, you don't understand. It's uh, not about myself I wish to ask. Uh, what then? What you want? I'm making inquiries about the accident that occurred near here last night. Gypsies don't know, don't know anything. Did two men come here last night about 7 o'clock? You're from police? Yes, I'm connected with the police. So you'd better tell me what you know. What's she saying, Jim? I don't know. Answer in English. What did you say? Gypsies know nothing. Go away. Let gypsies alone. Not until you answer my question. Were there two men here last night? Yes. One man come, the other wait in car. What did the man want? He want gypsy to tell him future. Yes, and what did you tell him? What can I tell him? He is cursed. He has no future. How did you know that? You didn't read that in his palm. I will say nothing more. Then I think you better come with us. Maybe the police can make your talk down at headquarters. No, no. I'm a lane. Speak in English. The accursed must die. You cannot blame gypsies. Maybe not. But you know more than you're telling. Oh, Jim, I think we'd better get out of go here. Go away, Gato. Go away. Things will go better with you if you'll come along with us quietly. No, no. I will not go. You, Gato, always try to make trouble for gypsies. Oh, Jim, come on. Those men have clubs and they're closing in on us. Go away. Go away. Gato.
now back to the Avenger and the Coins of Death. Jim, this case is beginning to look sinister. Don't you worry your pretty head, Fern. Things are beginning to shape up fairly well now. Jim, just how much stock do you put in the weird story that old gypsy woman told them down at headquarters? Well, that's hard to say, Fern. Yanina was wild with anger because we sent Inspector White's men out there to bring her in. She might have told a few lies just to get even. That's why I'm going to investigate everything she said. Well, she claimed that Philip Peters, who owns the land where the gypsy camp is located, gave them permission to stay there as long as they wished it, didn't she? Yes, and uh, now that either means that Mr. Peters is a very generous man or that he had some reason for wanting the gypsies to stay there. Oh, I don't trust those gypsies, Jim. All the facts in the case seem to hinge around them. Yes. Yanina admits that Richfield, the first victim, came to her camp the night he went over the cliff three months ago. She told him he had no future. And no one ever saw him alive again. Then she told Hobson the same thing. And he went over the cliff. Well, we can be sure she's holding something back, Jim. She absolutely refused to reveal why she told those two men they had no future. Yes, she conveniently claims that the spirits of her tribe would curse her if she reveals her reason for predicting their deaths. Oh, a neat method of holding back vital information, I'd say. Well, we'll soon find out. Right now, I'm off to have a talk with Philip Peters. Do I come too, Jim? No, Fern. I'm going out to the Peters farm as the Avenger. <laughs> Peters. The Avenger? Where are you? I can't see you. No, but you can hear me, Peters. Well, what do you want? I I haven't done anything. I thought the Avenger only fought criminals. I haven't committed any crime. Are you quite sure of that, Peters? There's evidence against you. Well, you can't frighten me, Avenger. I'm an honest farmer, and my conscience is clear. Then you shouldn't mind answering some questions, if they'll help solve a murder. Well... What are you getting at? Just this. Why did you give that tribe of gypsies permission to live rent-free on your land? Well, I didn't. Uh, well, I mean, that is, I... What do you mean, Peters? If you didn't want them to stay, you could have driven them off. This is your land, isn't it? Yes, that is, in, in a way... Start making sense, Peters. Or I'm not going to believe you're as innocent as you claim to be. Well, uh, all right. I, I was warned never to tell this. But I didn't count on getting mixed up in anything crooked. Do you own the land, or don't you? Well, no, no, I, I don't own it. Uh, the property's in my name, and I run this farm. But uh, somebody else really owns the place. Who owns it, Peters? Well, Dr. Milet, who lives at Seven Willows. He's the owner. But he doesn't want anybody to know it. He said I could live here rent-free as long as I pretended the place was mine. Was it Dr. Milet's idea to let the gypsies stay here? Yes, uh, that was part of the bargain. I was to let the gypsies camp here until he told me to drive them off. They've been here for almost a year now. I don't think they'll want to stay much longer, Peters. Well, uh, I'll be out on my ear now, too. Say nothing of this, and you will be protected. You have aided justice, Peters. But remember, you must say nothing of this encounter with the Avenger. <laughs>
is just ahead. I think this must be the lane Jim meant for me to meet him. Oh, I thought he'd be here waiting. I hope nothing's happened. Oh, there he is. Jim, over here. Uh, hello, Fern. You're punctual to the minute. Well, get in the car, Jim, and tell me what's been happening. What in the world were you doing up at Seven Willows? I thought you were going to see Peter. I went to Peter's first and then came here to get a line on Dr. Milet. Dr. Milet? Who's he? He's a mind analyst who specializes in silent thought as a nerve treatment for wealthy clients. Well, how does he fit into the picture? Did you question him? No, I went into Seven Willows merely to observe and listen. No one saw me. Did you find out anything, Jim? Plenty, I think. Dr. Milet was interviewing a young lady by the name of Helen Dresden. When she asked him for advice about her future, he suggested that she visit the gypsies. Ah, this is beginning to add up to something at last. Yeah, we'll have to work fast, Burns. starting to rain. Well, what do we do, Jim? First, we'll intercept Miss Dresden as she drives past here. I'll block the road with our car and she'll have to stop. There. We better get out of the car, Fern. All right. Oh, here she comes now. What's the matter? Is your car stalled? Uh, no, we want to speak to you for a moment. What is this? Listen, if you... Oh, please don't be frightened, Miss Dresden. This is Jim Brandon of the police department. Oh, well, what do you want? Miss Dresden, I have reason to believe your life is in danger. Well, that's a perfectly silly idea. Oh, no, it isn't, Miss Dresden. Several deaths have already occurred, and Mr. Brandon thinks you are the next online. You're headed for the gypsy camp, aren't you, Miss Dresden? That's right. If you wish to save your life, you'll let Miss Collier go in your place. But, but why? You will have to trust us, Miss Dresden. Well, well, what do you want me to do? You take my car and go directly to police headquarters. We'll borrow your car and go to the gypsy camp. Hmm. All right. I don't get this, but if you're from the police, I suppose you know what you're doing. Oh, and uh, one other thing, Miss Dresden. What instructions did Dr. Milet give you? Why, uh, well, none in particular. Uh, he told me the gypsy woman, Janina, was clever at foretelling the future. Yeah. To go over there and, um, oh, yes, he told me to give her this old silver coin. Let me see that coin. Here. Look at this, Fern. What is it, Jimmy? Oh, I've never seen a silver piece like that. No, Fern. This is Dr. Milet's coin of death. That's Yanina's tent, Fern. I'll wait here while you go inside. You know what to do. Yes, Jim. This should only take a minute. Madame Yanina? Madame Yanina, may I come inside? Yes. Come. Oh, it's you. What you want now? Come make more trouble for gypsies. No, Madame Yanina. I want to have my future read. Now you make joke of gypsy. No, seriously. I want you to tell my fortune. Uh, sit down, then. Across the gypsy's palm with silver. Yes. Here's a coin. No! No! What's the matter? You are cursed! You have no future! Go away! Gato! Go away! Oh, Madame Yanina! No, go! Go, you have no future! You have no future! Out of my sight, Gato! You will die! You will die!
Now, Fern, are you sure you understand exactly what to do? Yes, Jim. When we come to that big pine tree, just before we reach the place where those other cars went over the cliff, I'm to jump out of the car. I'll stay with the car a moment longer and then follow you. We'll be sure to jump in time, Jim. Otherwise... When you jump out, keep well off the road so no one can see you. I understand. Open the car door, Fern. Get ready. We're coming to the place. Okay, Fern. Jump. Well, I don't seem to have any broken bones. I hope Jim makes it all right. Gosh, I'm covered with mud. Fern, Fern, where are you? Here, Jim. You all right? Oh, fine. There goes the car over the cliff, Fern. Come on. Oh, look, Jim. There's a man on the road up ahead. Yes, he's pulling in a big board from the road. It's time for action, Fern. Oh, do be careful, Jim. All right, Dr. Miles. I've got you covered. Stand where you are. Who's that? It's the police. Your little scheme didn't work this time, Doctor. The police? You will take me alive? Jim, he's running toward the cliff. He's not going to get away as easy as that. I'll hit him off. Oh, be careful, Jim. This road is slippery. No, you don't, Dr. Myler. Let me go. You don't want it for murder, Myler. And you're going to get what's coming to you. Oh, Jim. He's trying to push you over the cliff. Oh, oh. Jim, are you all right? Yes, Fern. I had to knock Myler out. Oh, Jim, for a moment I thought... Come on, Fern. Let's get our prisoner back to town. You're drenched. Just a few points I want to get clear before I speak to the reporters. Reporters, Inspector? So soon? Well, this is something hot, Jim. Until I got Mylot's confession, those deaths were booked as accidents. Really? You should be more careful, Inspector. Now, Jim, don't start that. Okay, okay, Inspector. What do you want to know? Well, Mylot confessed that he was paid by a big businessman to get rid of Ridgefield and Hobson because both of them were about to patent a new process that would have ruined their competitors. 
But he won't say a word about that Dresden girl. Why did he plan to get rid of her? Yes, Jim. I don't understand that either. Helen Dresden was to inherit a fortune on her 25th birthday, which falls next week. Now, Miss Dresden didn't know this, but one of her cousins did and paid Dr. Milet to get rid of Helen so the fortune would be divided among the remaining relatives. But, Jim, all this doesn't explain what part the gypsies played in the affair. The gypsies were the mysterious angle in the case, Fern. Actually, though, they had nothing to do with the murders. They didn't? No. Dr. Milet had the gypsies on that land in order to have an excuse to send his victims out on that deserted road. While his victim visited the gypsy, Milet laid his trap. You see, he placed a big plank with long spikes in it across the road, just at the summit of the cliff. And he covered the whole thing with mud so it couldn't be seen. Now, the road was very narrow there at the summit, and when the tires blew out, the car skidded enough to send it right over the cliff. And he always chose rainy weather for the job so that the car would be certain to skid and to make it look more like an accident. But those coins... What about them, Jim? The coins were just a precaution to cast suspicion on the gypsies in case the victim might survive the accident. But why did the old gypsy go wild at the very sight of those coins and tell everyone who offered them to her that he had no future? Because, Fern, those coins were exact copies of the silver Judas accepted for the betrayal. All gypsies have been taught to hate them and to believe that all who possess them are doomed. Well... I think I owe Yanina an apology. Her predictions prove true in this case, anyway. Those really were coins of death. All characters, names, places, and plots used in the Avenger program are fictitious. Any similarity to persons living or dead is purely coincidental. This is a thought, a thought, a thought. Remember, listen for another adventure of... The Avenger. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Avenger. The road to crime ends in a trap that justice sets. Crime does not pay. 
Avenger, sworn enemy of evil, is actually Jim Brandon, a famous biochemist. Through his numerous scientific experiments, Brandon has perfected two inventions to aid him in his crusade against crime as the Avenger. The telepathic indicator by which he is able to pick up thought flashes, and the secret diffusion capsule, which cloaks him in the black light of invisibility. Brandon's assistant, the beautiful Fern Collier, is the only one who shares his secrets and knows that he is the man the underworld fears as the Avenger. And now... The Avenger and the Mystery of Dead Man's Rock. Simon Robert, I do not wish to sell you any furs. Why not, Pierre? I'd pay you a good price. That may be, but Mr. Jenkins, the game warden would think it very funny that Pierre, the best trapper in this territory, should declare so little furs from his traps on the other side of the border. Why, if Jenkins says anything, all you have to do is tell him you've had a run of bad luck. Or that your traps were wrong. I will not do it, Simon. You get your furs someplace else. Pierre is not so dumb as you think. You want to buy my furs for some crooked dealings. For all I know, maybe you would bring them across Shut the border. Up, Pierre. You're going too far. You don't want to sell your furs to me, don't. But I'm warning you to keep your mouth shut. I do not talk. But Pierre, he is no fool, Simon Rivert. Do not think that I... Hey, Pierre, look. Over there, near Dead Man's Rock. A man is lying on the ground. Come on, Pierre, something's happening. Uh, I do not like the look of this, Simon. Uh, me either. Right there in front of Dead Man's Rock is where that customs man was found dead a few months ago. And we... Why, why, look, it's, it's Jenkins, the, the game warden. Uh, someone has put a knife in his back. What should we do, Simon? Uh, I don't know. What's going on here? What's the matter? Oh, Mr. Spencer, it's the game warden. Someone stabbed him in the back. Let me see. Uh, he's dead, all right. Say, Simon, what were you and Pierre doing around here? Why... We just came in from checking the traps. Heather? Yeah. What are you getting at, Mr. Spencer? Just this. It'll be a good thing for Pierre if he has an alibi. Me? You think I killed Mr. Jenkins? I didn't say that, Pierre. Only it's pretty well known that you and the game warden haven't been hitting it off lately. Uh, maybe so, but uh, I do not kill him. Honest, Mr. Spencer. Uh, I don't see how he could have. We've been together most of the afternoon. Well, come along to my office, both of you, and I'll call the sheriff. <laughs> the sheriff? Why, he hasn't solved that other murder that was committed here at Dead Man's Rock. Well, let's see what he can do with this one. Well, Fern, what do you think of Silver Falls? Oh, the waterfall is beautiful, Jim. When I remember that two murders have been committed right here, I don't feel in the mood to enjoy the scenery. Oh, don't worry, Fern. We won't leave here until we find out who murdered Jenkins. The game warden was a good friend of yours, wasn't he, Jim? Yes, he was. When I was in college, I used to come up here for the hunting almost every season. Jenkins and I tramped many a mile together. It was right in front of that big rock where he was stabbed, wasn't it? That's right. Oh, the old rock seems to be living up to its name lately. 
It's called Dead Man's Rock. How in the world did these places around here get their names, Jim? Well, Indian legend flourishes in this part of the country. And according to one of them, two Indian chiefs fought it out to the death before that rock. As to uh, this pool at the bottom of the falls, it's both deep and treacherous. The Indians were afraid of it and called it something which the white man translated as the devil's pool. Oh. Uh, to get back to the murders, Jim, have you anything at all to go on? Well, practically nothing, Fern. Both men were stabbed in the back by a knife, and the knives might lead to some sort of clue. What do you mean, Jim? Well, the knives used for the murders were very unusual. They had rubber-ringed handles and were exceptionally well-balanced, similar to the ones professional knife throwers use. Of course, those knives could have been used deliberately to mislead the police. Well, that's a possibility, but, but it's the only angle we have, so we'll have to work on it. Jim, who is this Matt Spencer the sheriff wants us to meet? Oh, Matt Spencer is the owner of this big logging company. Practically all the men in this territory work for him. I see. Come on, Fern. We're to meet the sheriff down at Spencer's sawmill. I'm anxious to have a talk with Spencer and see what help he can give us. This is Spencer's office, Fern. Gosh, Jim, this is an interesting place. I hope we have time to do a little sightseeing before we leave. <laughs> so far, that's all we've done. I wonder if the sheriff got here yet. Come in. Oh, hello, Sheriff. Uh, Brandon, I want you to meet Matt Spencer. Why, how do you do, Mr. Spencer? This is my assistant, Miss Collier. I'm glad to meet you both. Sit down. Thank you. To me that you were a good friend of Jenkins, the game warden who was killed the other day. Why, that's right, Mr. Spencer. Well, I'm willing to do anything I can to help you boys solve the case. What do you want to know? Mr. Spencer, you're a busy man, so I'll come right to the point. Do you mind telling me the exact layout of your setup here? Not at all, Brandon. I own land on both sides of the border. I have an agreement with both governments to bring my lumber in through the waterways to my sawmill. This involves some red tape, of course, and I have to keep all my books open to the customs man. Mm-hmm. Well... Wouldn't it be a much more direct route to float the lumber over the falls? Well, we tried that, but the log's always jammed up in the pool. I see. Well, what about the trappers on your land? I permit a few natives to operate. They, they clear their furs to the local game wardens. Uh-huh. About those two fellows who discovered the body of Jenkins. Pierre is a trapper, I know, but what is Simon Revere's position around here? Well, he's one of my roughnecks. I mean, one of my foremen. Been with me for years. Above suspicion, I'd say. Uh-huh. What about Pierre? Is it true that there was bad blood between Pierre and Jenkins? Yes, they were always having arguments about one thing or another. Isn't that right, Sheriff? Yes, uh, Pierre's a hothead. Where are Pierre and Simon now, Mr. Spencer? Well, that's pretty hard to say. I can call them in if you want a question. Well, I'd appreciate it. We have a whistle signal at the mill. You people make yourselves at home. I'll be back in a few minutes. Well, thanks, Mr. Spencer. <laughs> Mr. Spencer seems like a nice man, Jim. Uh, yes, he is cooperative. Yeah, I told you he would be. So far, everyone seems to be suspicious of Pierre. Oh, say, Sheriff, that's some moose head over that desk. <laughs> yes, that one strayed right into the mill yard one day. Mr. Spencer got him with an air gun from the office window. An air gun? Yes, grabbed the first thing he could get his fingers on. Mr. Spencer must be a good shot. <laughs> None better than these sparks, Mills. Well, there goes the signal. Oh, say, Sheriff... I'm going to tour around a little while we're waiting. Well, go ahead, Brandon. Mr. Spencer won't mind. Well, we'll be back in half an hour. Okay. Come on, Fern. Okay. 
to the mill, too? Oh, yes, Simon. I heard the signal. What is wrong, I wonder? I don't know. Did you trap many furs today, Pierre? Good enough to suit Pierre. You're missing a good bet by not selling me those furs. Listen, Pierre, why? No, no, Simon, I will not do it. Mr. Spencer, he would not allow Pierre to trap on his land anymore if I do not declare all the furs that I trap. We got a new game warden now. He doesn't know how many furs you usually trap. You declare half and sell me half, he'll never know the difference. No, Simon Rivera, do not ask me anymore. I will not sell. Uh, you're a stubborn fool, Pierre. Stubborn and stupid. You leave Pierre be. If you do not, I will tell Mr. Spencer of your crooked scheme. He will discharge you. <laughs> you think Mr. Spencer believe you? You make me laugh, Pierre. Why, if I say the word to Spencer, he'll put you off his land so if fast. If that should happen, I would kill you, Simon Rivera. I swear it by this dead man's rock before which two men have already died. Hey, your hot-headed threats don't frighten me, Pierre. I have more... What is it? Pierre! You... you knife me, you... No. No, no, I did not, Simon. No, Simon, I did... Mon Dieu. He's dead. <laughs> Simon Rivière. Somebody has killed him. Jim, he's been knifed in the back. Just like the others. I I do not know how it happened. Who are you? Pierre. You'll have to come along and tell your story to the sheriff. No. No, I am innocent. We'll, we'll see about that. No, I did not do it. I swear I did not do it. Pierre must run away. Come back here, Pierre. If you're innocent, you'll be cleared. He's making for the woods. Aren't you going after him, Jim? There's no use, Fern. He knows the woods better than I do. Don't worry. If he's guilty, we'll smoke him out. Oh, Pierre must be guilty, Jim. No one else was here. Huh. This knife is exactly the same as the others. That's not much help. No. But there's another clue here. What, Jim? I don't see anything. Look closely, Fern. This knife was either wielded by a very powerful man or was thrown with great force from a distance. But Pierre is a rather slight man, Jim. Exactly. Where does that leave us? With an open mind, at least. You don't think Pierre is guilty, then? <laughs> no, I didn't say any such thing, Fern. But right now, I'm going to work on the motive for these three murders. And until I find that, everyone is under suspicion. What do we do first, Jim? You go back to the mill and ask Mr. Spencer to call the sheriff. Tell Mr. Spencer I went into the woods looking for Pierre. And you stay with the sheriff until I get back. Where are you going, Jim? Over the border, Fern. There are a few inquiries I've got to make as the Avenger.
now, back to the Avenger and the mystery of Dead Man's Rock. Jack, this log is all hollowed out and ready to be packed. Here, come on, help me carry it over to the pile. All right, George. Hey, the boss should be getting here with the stuff soon. Yeah, he said these logs were to be sent down the river with the regular lumber shipment first thing in the morning. <laughs> yes, sir, this has been a mighty good season for the boss. Yeah, and it's about time he started cutting us in on some of that big dough. <laughs> so far, we've been taking all the chances and been getting next to nothing for our trouble. What was that noise? I don't know. We better be careful what we say, George. Maybe somebody's snooping around here. It's too late for caution now. You've already been overheard. Who's that? Where did that voice come from? From the Avenger, George. The Avenger? Let's run for a check. Stay where you are. You haven't a chance to get away. What do you want from us? First, I want to know who you work for. Who this boss is you were talking about. Well, uh... uh... We can't tell you that. You'll tell me now, or you'll be under arrest within an hour. Oh. Uh, I, I'm going to tell him, Jack. We've got to look out for ourselves now. You're right. Go ahead. Speak up, then. Well, it, it's Simon Revere. He's our boss. Exactly what did Simon hire you to do? He delivered first to us, and we packed them in his logs and sent them down a the river to the States. And then Simon took care of things at the other end. Where did Simon get the furs? He bought them direct from trappers who were willing to play ball with him. Who did Simon work for? Well, we don't know. You'll have to ask him. It's too late for that. Simon got a knife in his back down at Dead Man's Rock this afternoon. Huh? Simon is dead? Yes. And this little fur smuggling racket is ended. Well, who murdered Simon? The murderer will be in the hands of the law before nightfall. Until then, carry on here as though you know nothing. All right. All right, we'll, we'll do like you say, Avenger. Remember, if you try to get away, we'll go hard with you, because the Avenger will hunt you down and bring you to justice. Sheriff, do all those traps we passed belong to Pierre? Yes, Brandon. Pierre makes a good living as a trapper. Do you mean to say a trapper has to walk this distance every day? Yes, Fern. And Pierre is still visiting each one of his traps, even if he isn't hiding. A man guilty of murder would hardly stick to his job like that, would he, Jim? A criminal almost never does what he's expected to, Fern. Hey, Brandon, you'll find that Pierre is much smarter than you give him credit for him. I'd feel much safer out here if you'd let me bring my gun along. We had to come unarmed, Sheriff. You city detectives have some mighty peculiar notions about solving a crime. Up here in the woods, a gun speaks louder than the truth any day. Well, Sheriff, you promised to play along with me on this little plan of mine. If it should backfire, then we'll handle things your way. Okay? Well, how can you expect me to put any stock in that plan of yours? Won't even tell me who your suspect is. I had my way. I'd arrest Pierre and ask questions later. You'll need evidence, Sheriff. We've got to get that before you start making arrests. Uh, see, see, here's one of Pierre's traps. Yes. It's just been sprung and hasn't been reset. Hey, what's somebody shooting at us? It's Pierre. Stop shooting, Pierre. 
It's the sheriff. He's coming over here, Jim. You! You stay away from my traps! Uh, take it easy, Pierre. Yeah, we're not robbing your traps. No. We came out here to have a talk with you, Pierre. I did not kill Simon. Now we're willing to give you a chance to prove that if you can. Oh, you take care for the fool. You have come to arrest me. But I will shoot you first. Pierre! Listen to me. We'll let you keep your gun if you'll come back to Silver Falls and do as we say. And if you don't, I'll organize a party. Sheriff! Pierre will come peacefully. Now listen carefully, Pierre. All we want you to do is come along with us to Silver Falls. you, Brandon. Why, Miss Carter, you look all tired out. I am, Mr. Spencer. We must have walked ten miles. Well, Brandon, have any luck? Did you find Pierre? Uh, yes, we found him, Mr. Spencer. Good. And the case is just about closed. And believe me, I'm glad of it, Brandon. All this excitement has slowed up production at the mill. I hate to disappoint you, but the case isn't quite solved yet. Why, I thought you said you'd got... Pierre. Yes, but Pierre still claims he's innocent. And he says he can prove it. How? He says he knows the motive for all three murders. That sounds more like he's guilty than innocent. That's right. Except that he claims Simon Revere gave him some valuable information before he died. Information? What kind? Uh, I don't know. Pierre wouldn't tell me, but, but he's willing to reveal that information to the sheriff to save his own skin. Uh, he may be lying... But I'm going to give him a chance to talk with the sheriff. For sure, that's only fair. May I use your phone, Mr. Spencer? I'll arrange for the meeting. Why, of course, Brandon. Go ahead. Thank you. Hello. Hello, operator. Give me the sheriff's office, please. Hello. Hello, sheriff. Jim Brandon speaking. Yeah. Oh. Uh, listen, sheriff. I found Pierre... No, no, I didn't bring... No, I didn't bring him in. He wants to talk to you alone. Says he can break the case wide open. He'll... What's that? He'll meet you unarmed in front of Dead Man's Rock in half an hour. Hmm? That's right. I'll wait here at the mill for you. Good luck, Sheriff. See you later. Jim, while we're waiting, why don't you show me around the sawmill? That is, if Mr. Spencer doesn't mind. No, no, of course not. Go right ahead. I'd go with you, but I have a lot of important work to do. Gosh, Jim... The falls look high when you're standing up here looking down over them. Now be careful, Fern. Don't get too close to the edge. No, I won't. Jim, I certainly hope your little plan works out. It will, Fern. This was the only method of catching the killer at the scene of the crime, with the evidence on him. But what's to prevent him from trying to make a getaway instead of coming here? The sheriff's men are taking care of that. Every thoroughfare is guarded. The sheriff's orders are not to let anyone pass until further word from him. Mm-hmm. And between you and me, that means until after we've captured the killer. Well, it sounds all right. Now, now, Fern, you stand over there on the side and keep a close watch on Dead Man's Rock. Yes, sir. When Pierre arrives and is directly in front of the rock, 
Give me the signal. And I'll open this chain and release all these logs. How in the world did you get all those logs up here? Well, now, we diverted them from the river and let them pile up here behind the chain. Oh. Say, isn't it about time for Pierre to arrive? Huh? Well, yes, he, he should be coming now. Oh, I'm getting worried, Jim. Maybe something's gone wrong. Now, don't get panicky on me, Fern. Keep your eyes on that rock. Right, Jim. There he is. There's Pierre. He's coming around the bend in the trail. Get set, Jim. Everything's ready here. He's almost there. Let them go, Jim! Okay, Sheridan. Have your men surround the falls. Go ahead, men. You know what to do. Shoot me the Come on, Fern. Down this path, quick. The criminal certainly won't have a chance to escape this time. The sheriff must have at least 50 men down there. What do we do now, Brandon? We'll give him a chance to come out, Sheriff. Okay. Okay. Hey, you, under the pole. You're completely surrounded. Come on out. You better come out. We'll give you just ten seconds. If you aren't out by that time, 50 guns will fire into the falls. All right. He's coming out. Wait. That's Mr. Spencer. Yes, that is your murderer, Sheriff. Why? Go get him, boy! And you'll find the knife he meant for Pierre, embedded in one of those logs we released over the falls. They're all jammed up in the pool there. Take it easy, Sheriff. The rest of your evidence is still behind the falls. I'll get it for you. coming from behind the waterfall now, Sheriff. What's that he's carrying? Well, hey, it looks like a gun to me. I must be crazy. These murders were committed with a gun. Stand back, boys! Give him a chance to get through! Well, Sheriff, here's your murder weapon. That's no evidence, Brandon. That gun can't be the murder weapon. These men weren't shot. They were knifed. All the city detectives club local. Be quiet a minute! Okay, Brandon. You better start explaining. Sheriff, this air gun shoots knives as well as bullets. Hey, how's that again? Why, the, the muzzle of this gun has a 32 caliber bore. It's lined. That's right. But it has a screw cap on the front that's removable. Yeah. See? Uh-huh. So what? Now, 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 look. This cap removes the inner lining and leaves a smooth bore. Hmm. Yeah, that's a new one on me, Brandon. Hey, how did it work? On a very simple principle, Sheriff. The knives were especially well-balanced, the type used by professional knife throwers. That balance enabled them to take the air pressure. Those rubber rings on the handles gave them sufficient body to fill the enlarged muzzle so the air blast could project them over the required distance. Well, I'll be golden. Now, Sheriff, get these people out of the way and I'll demonstrate. Okay, okay, Brandon. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, say, this will rate you a hunting permit for life in this county. Well, thanks, Sheriff.
Jim, when you were making plans to trap Spencer, why wouldn't you tell the sheriff who your suspect was? Fern, I knew he wouldn't believe me without evidence, and I needed the sheriff's cooperation to get that. When did you first suspect Spencer, Jim? From our first meeting. He used the term roughneck in referring to one of his men. That's circus lingo. And furnished a clue that tied up with the type of knife used for the murders. I still don't see how you figured out what the air gun angle. Well, now, Dead Man's Rock is situated on a point of land that juts out into Devil's Pool. The trail on either side of the rock shoots off at a sharp angle along the edge of the water. It would have been impossible for anyone on the trail to have thrown the knives. So the only other place they could have come from was the waterfall. Exactly. But the waterfall was too far away for anyone to throw the knives. So I began to work on the idea that they may have been shot from behind the falls with an air gun. Then when you found that the motive was first smuggling, everything fitted into place. That's right. Spencer killed off the first two men because they were beginning to suspect him. And Simon because he knew too much. That screen of logs we let loose over the falls caught the knife meant for Pierre. Yes, and that was sufficient evidence, even for the sheriff. We'll have to tell Inspector White about that, Sheriff Jim. <laughs> sure will, Fern. We can truthfully tell the inspector that he's brilliant in <laughs> comparison. <laughs> characters, names, places, and plots used in the Avenger program are fictitious. Any similarity to persons living or dead is purely coincidental. This is a thought. A thought. A thought. Remember, listen for another adventure of... The Avenger. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. Want to get smarter about investing? Then tune in to the Capital Ideas podcast from Capital Group, home of American Funds Distributors, Inc., one of the world's leading asset managers. Each week, we bring you stock market outlooks, macroeconomic updates, and investment strategies that can help you succeed. Learn from portfolio managers with decades of experience about how they navigate uncertain markets. Prepare to be engaged, enlightened, and entertained by listening to the Capital Ideas podcast today.